we've got you covered. Let's make your real estate dreams a reality in this fast-moving and ever-changing real estate market. This program is funded in whole or in part by Trusted Agent USA, Illinois license number 475-145-795. Now, here's Larry. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio, the Real Estate Radio Show podcast. Welcome back, Larry. How are you? With Dylan Kramer. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's good to see you. Happy New Year to Devin. It's even better to see Devin. Yeah. So uh, after after about, I'd say, a 60-day hiatus, we are back on the air live and uh, just want to welcome all you guys. And um, we're going to be here every Saturday from 9 to 10 a.m. I'm excited about it. I think that, uh, you know, it's been uh, we had a lot of fun in 2023. We had a challenging market. But I think as we look toward 2024, um, we're, we're really uh, excited to kind of talk about what's going on in the marketplace. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, you know what, it's really wild out there. And we're here to help everybody get the most accurate information so that they can fight the fight out there in the, yeah. in the real estate market. Well, this is where you're getting your real estate therapy every weekend. <laughs> you have come to the right place. Um, so before we get started, real quickly, just want to shout out to our sponsors, TrustedAgentUSA.com. If you're looking to save money on uh, commissions, title, and work with the best agents in your area, go to TrustedAgent.com and click on any link to get started. Also want to thank at-home title services great title agency i'm a title agent and uh listen you want to get over the finish line with any transaction you need to provide free and clear title right absolutely right and of course the other sponsor that we're happy to have with us is benchmark mortgage you know it might be the last one you mentioned but it's first in my heart my listen, friend listen <laughs> i'm telling you right now it, it's it's last but not least that's what i like to that's hear that's all um so we have a lot to talk about this morning and a lot to pack in we've got about 14 pounds to pack into mm. a 1 pound bag because there's a lot a lot of dynamics out there with the economy I, you that's know, going to affect the real estate market so let's jump into it well can we can i got one thing before we jump into it larry Uh-oh. i got a, i got a little surprise for a guy like you okay um so you know today's january 6th and i mean that in a non-political sense oh jesus i didn't even realize now, that i know you're not uh you're not a christmas guy you're not a christian guy right that's not your i'm not in anything yeah uh, I, and i understand that um but uh today january 6th marks kind of the the last day of christmas in a lot of places in the world including um places that have uh three kings celebrations or little christmas celebrations or whatever the 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 case is and it's uh you know it's very european and uh you know i'm right. i'm aware of it Where because my mom is an an emigrant from europe but i know that <laughs> You and I were having a conversation a few weeks ago um, on it might have been on the podcast. It might have been when we were doing some planning. But um, because it's the last day of Christmas, it's the last day I can give you this that harkens up on a conversation that we had a while oh, ago. My. So why don't you break that open right Look now and tell everybody what we got? Look at this. Yeah, Uh-oh. yeah. I got I got a little something Listen, for you for Christmas. I have to tell you, I can't accept more than a thousand dollars cash. You're going to be totally have... fine with that box right there, pal. Oh, my. Uh Oh, now I feel like a complete heel not bringing you something. Let me put this over here. Okay. This is and... this is following up on a conversation we had on The Sopranos. Oh, I love this. Dude, you're my man. So, I uh I for those of you that uh, you can't see man. this on the radio, no. I uh I picked up for Larry a Satriali's pork store uh t-shirt. So, for those of you who are fans of The Sopranos, oh, man, you I may it, you may recognize Satriali. So, you Merry Christmas. We're closing the Christmas season with that and uh I hope you enjoy it. Wear it in yeah, good health. Dude, I I really <laughs> I really appreciate that, man. Glad to do I it, really man. do. Glad I, to do I it. love it. I love it. That is my new favorite t-shirt <laughs> for you, sure. You'll see it on the podcast next oh, week. <laughs> hell yes. Hell yes. Um hey, uh that is awesome. Yeah, good. I'm glad that you like it. That is my favorite TV show of all time. Uh, you, I know you did mention that in the conversation. With, That's what triggered yeah, me to. I I get it with Breaking Bad, and I I love I love Breaking Bad, and I love some other shows out there. But my favorite 
TV show of all time, and I still miss Tony, is uh, is The Sopranos. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. All right, let's jump into this because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I know you want to kick it off with the unemployment numbers and things like that. So let's get to it. Absolutely. So the thing I want to talk about, Larry, is, you know, there's a lot of every month and, and we've discussed this before, but to bring everybody who's on the radio back up to speed every month on the first Friday of the month, the government releases what's called the employment survey. Now, news outlets refer to it as the unemployment numbers, et cetera, et cetera. They go and gather a lot of data over the course of a month about people getting hired, people getting laid off, people getting fired, people who are willing to go to work, people are working part-time, how many hours do they work, how much do they make? And then they go through all this mounds and mounds of data, and then they come out and go, Ah, 215,000 jobs and 3.7% and everybody moves on. But it's really got an impact on the market because it has the ability. It's the biggest number we get economically every month as far as mortgage rates and interest rates overall in the economy are concerned. And this month was really, really interesting. You know, we've had a lot mm -hmm. of conversation over the course of the time that we've been doing this the last six months of, hey, you know, where's inflation at? Where's the economy going, et cetera. But this month I, I thought was just fascinating because I did too. there were 216,000 new jobs created. Which was way more than they expected. Way more. However, I, they revised the previous two months down uh -huh. by 71,000. Like, oh, well, we got a chance to double back on all the statistics that we were because they model this stuff. Right. They don't actually in the unemployment numbers, in the job creation numbers, they don't they 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 model that they get some information about companies adding to mm -hmm. payrolls. They get some information about companies plans to hire. They see how many people they expect to die, how many people they expect to turn 18 and enter the labor force. There's all sorts it's of government statisticians put all this together yeah. and it's not hard facts. And then the next month's hard facts. So it, at the end of the day, it was funny because the number was being kicked around what's called the whisper number is that people were expecting 175,000 jobs to be created and they were like oh 216 that's so many more i actually well, heard less than if 175 you, if you subtract the 71 well it's yeah. 144 yeah but nobody says 144 so the thing is that then from a political standpoint, the, the, the Biden administration stands up and says, well, look at us growing the economy, 216,000 jobs. And the Republicans, whoever they have stand up, you look and say, we can't even keep these statistics right. And it's only 144,000. And the truth is probably, like always, somewhere in the middle in terms of where the economy's at. But the jobs number's not as strong as the headline. And that, to me, is concerning about the economy overall and could talk about weakness. Hey, going I'm going to stop you for one yeah. second. Sign into the podcast. Oh, you got it. Yeah. Um, Go so, ahead. Keep going. So that's an important thing. Then the second thing is that the average hourly earnings are up, right? And so, yes, 4.1%. And I think that that's good for the people who are earning the, the, that money. Yeah. But the question I have is, are those people in a situation where they are, uh, it's good for them and their personal to earn that money? There's no question about it. So then we find ourselves in a situation where they're going to earn that money. They're going to earn that And they'll do okay from an income standpoint. But they're increasing the uh, they're increasing the inflation in the economy. Mm -hmm. So with that increase in inflation, then the question is, well, what else is in the job figures, right? And so the next thing that's in the job figures that I think is really, really interesting um, for, us to for us to talk about, and that is, uh, look, we have a reduction in the amount of people participating in the labor force. And so that becomes a number to deal with. So because of that, now we're in a situation where, you know, they, they, the 683,000 people last month left the job force. Right. And so if they're not 
in the the math, the fraction, right? The amount right. of people, the amount of people employed versus the amount of people who are out of the market. Right. Then we're in a situation where they the 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 unemployment rate looks lower. Mm -hmm. Right. So we stay at 3.7%. But if you add those 670 people who may have just given up, like some of them retired. Absolutely. But most of them are probably like, hey, I can't find a job. I just give up. Or you run out of unemployment benefits. And because you run out of unemployment benefits and you don't have work, you're not a labor force participant anymore. But if 500,000 of those people are, are out, maybe the unemployment rates 3.9. 4.1 instead of 3.7. Right. So I don't know where the real math is, except that what we see from yesterday's employment numbers are that mortgage rates hated it initially, right? 216,000 jobs. We had higher rates than we had Thursday night, Friday morning. But by the end of Friday, as they had digested, traders had digested this information about the labor force participation, about the reduction in average hours worked. Everybody worked about a half hour less in December than they did the month before. Mm -hmm. And you might say, well, it's the holidays. It's this, it's that. <clears throat> they do a statistical adjustment for the fact that it's the holidays. Right. In spite of all of that, everybody worked about a half an hour less. It means the economy is growing less. That's the equivalent of less work of about a million jobs across the scope of the economy. And so We're I still wonky don't here. Yeah, yeah. It's all wonky. And all this wonkiness <laughs> is it leads us to a place of confusion where I'm yeah. like, well, look, the 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 thing that I think we should express, I think I'm of the following opinion. Mortgage rates and interest rates generally may stop the drop they've had since October right here. I think so. I think we're I think in 2024, we are going to be somewhere between six and seven percent mm -hmm. the entire year. I, I think you're right. That's I think what that's I, a that's very what I think. I, I think that's a very happen. fair number. And I, I think anybody waiting to jump into this market and waiting for rates to go down further, you're fooling yourself. Rates are going to be between six and seven percent. This entire year, 2024. This is the point I want to make, Larry, yeah, is, is, is that ultimately, you know, I, I, and as a matter of fact, I have um, I, I put together a video and a chart. And if people are interested in the chart, you can text chart to uh, and the video 630-708-7088. And I do a two minute breakdown mm -hmm. of where we've been. But let me summarize it for you here. Uh in a nutshell, rates dropped dramatically from the beginning of 2022, kind of on a straight line mm -hmm. from four, three and three quarters, wherever they were, really to about six and a half. Then there's this line on the chart at six and a half. And then and that's about September. And everybody who's on the radio can see my finger drawing a squiggle right now. Yeah. Oh. And since then, it's been up and down and up and down and up and down. Six and a half, seven, seven and a quarter, seven and a half, six and three quarters, eight, right? And all of that. And it got it topped out at eight. Right. And I think ultimately where we're at now is we've established what traders like to call a trading range. Rates probably don't get any better than uh, six and a half. They're about six and three quarters today. Mm-hmm. For the again, which all, isn't horrible historically. No, no, with, with all the disclaimers, right? Uh, <clears throat> get a specific quote, get a loan estimate, yeah. you know, uh, specific situations. Don't take the this is not an actual quote, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but all of that stuff said, the base rate for lots of qualified borrowers is six and three quarters. Now it was 8%. What does that mean? It means that the house you were looking at in October or the market you were considering getting into in October, if you're a $350,000 buyer, that property is $320, $325 cheaper today than it was in October. Yeah, great point. And the thing is that it's not going to get, even if it, even if today <laughs> it's six and, uh, six and three quarters, if it goes to six and a half, that might be another 40 bucks. Yeah. But there's not another $300 in savings coming. So this year, it, certainly not, certainly not. And so the thing is that, 
I think that it's important right now to understand where that's going to take us. And I know we can talk about that a little more yeah. as we as we drive in. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of economic data out there, the end of the year data out there, which doesn't directly speak to, oh, how many houses sold this month or how many went under contract, but it all relates to the real estate market and how it's going to move in the future. And a couple of those things are, um, you know, like you mentioned, the unemployment rate, we're at 3.7. We don't know about that because, you know, people can play with numbers and for everything you just explained and the 216,000 jobs. I, I actually think a lot of those 216,000 jobs, like every December, are what? Seasonal workers. Seasonal workers, workers. Yeah. exactly. So, you know, those are going Nobody away. Nobody needs to man the Christmas tree lot yeah. in March. Exactly. Um, so I think that had a lot to do with it as For well. Sure. Um, now, here, here's something that's interesting, though, and you mentioned this, you touched on it briefly. So inflation's at what, about 3.1%. We're yeah. still about 1.1% higher than the feds shoot for. We want to be at 2%, okay? But wages increased by 4.1%, so about a percent higher than inflation, which is good. But here's the thing, the feds, and especially with all of this, you know, all the jobs that have been created and there were 2.7 million jobs created, <clears throat> excuse me, in 2023, right? Mm -hmm. So the feds are trying to cool the market down, right? To right. keep inflation at a reasonable rate. And again, we're at 3.1 now, which we want to be at about 2%. And uh, so, you know, that's all good news, but it's all confounding. You know, it's like this whirlwind of numbers and you just when does how do you where do you go with all this? I, I, you know what? I think you're I think that let you know, let's summarize, Larry, and then move on to the next thing. And I think in summary, the confusion in the marketplace, look, we were squarely three weeks ago. Uh, in a camp where they were like, oh, the Fed's going to cut four or five times next year. Just this number yesterday on unemployment creates enough confusion that you're likely to see flat, a flat rate situation. Because there's something in this report for everybody, right? Uh, yeah. the, hey, hey, I don't like the way the statistics are put together. Hey, I don't like the 216,000. Hey, I don't like the revisions lower. Hey, I don't like the inflation in wages. Hey, I don't love for the economy the uh, reduction in labor force participation. So there's a little something for everybody to stake their claim. Yeah. And the thing is, the Fed often is market driven, right? So they react to what the bond market does, what's happening in out in the real world. And you can't react to this mixed bag. So yeah. we're probably going to have less Fed rate cuts this year. I believe you're which correct. Which means yes. that that assumption we worked on for the last three months is is going to be tempered mm -hmm. and we're going to have flat rates. So it's time to turn our but but here's the the the, the thing. It's kind of what if we're gonna spend this year between six and a half and eight? Well we're closer to six and a half than eight by a fair margin today. It's time, if you've been sitting on the sidelines, if you turn around and threw up your hands last year, you're like, I'm going to wait for things to get a little better. This is better. Yeah, this, this is 300 is and this some dollars a month better on a $350,000 yeah. house. It's $500 a month better on a half a million dollar house. So this is the time to take that action. So again, if you're interested in the chart and the summary video I have of this market creating um, a, a discussion around why I think that we're going to be range bound on rates, text chart to 630-708-7088. Yeah. And, you know, something I touched on earlier with wages going up 4.1%, I think a lot of the reason for that is employers want to keep their employees' asses in their chair. Right. Well, I mean, they don't want them looking for other jobs. I, I think that businesses have to do uh, an assessment. Every business has to do an assessment. Right. 
And so at the end of the day, that assessment looks something like this. Uh, I, if I got to pay you 10 grand a year, is it going to cost me more than 10 grand a year to hire somebody new? And the train answer is someone new and hiring, training, well all that, all do. that math. And, yeah. and most larger businesses have figured out they have, they have accountants who do that math, right? So at the end of the day, I'd rather give you 10 grand than spend 25 hiring somebody new. Yeah. So given that, um, I, I think that that's a good, that, that's a good assessment on your part. And I think it, yeah. again, continues to muddy the picture because that's, is that inflationary or is it not? Right. And what yeah. I mean by that is, Hey, look, if, if you're Joe employee and you make another 10 grand a year, in theory, you can spend that 10 grand and it's inflationary. Mm-hmm. But if you're a business and you have to spend 25 grand hiring a different employee is spending that 25 grand inflationary. And so if you do that and that's inflationary is the 10 grand less inflationary. Yeah. Interesting. And I don't have an answer to that. It's just a <clears> conundrum <throat> we're talking about as we're kicking things around because this is what happens when you go on the air live. So I think that that's kind of the summary of the job report, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that all the economic lot going stuff on. Uh, goes from there. I mean, should we take a should we take a break and come back Let's and tell some real qu- estate stories? Quick, because <clears throat> quick break. I, I have a story about how a borrower cost himself nine thousand dollars last week. Awesome. OK, not awesome, but well, it's, we'll a, take it's a, quick... a good story and it's a bad thing. All right, Devin, put us on a break. We'll be right back. Tune in to Real Estate Radio, Saturdays at 9 a.m., hosted by the real estate therapist, Larry Shackman, a top-producing real estate broker, author, CEO, and founder of TrustedAgentUSA.com. Top-performing agents for 2% commission, saving you thousands when you sell, buy, or invest. Real Estate Radio, the ultimate real estate radio experience. Get insider tips from experts throughout the real estate industry. Streaming live on Facebook at WCPT 820. Trusted Agent USA, Illinois, license number 475-145-795. Welcome back to Real Estate Radio, sponsored in part by TrustedAgentUSA.com, the ultimate real estate matchmaker, saving you thousands. Now, now back to Larry, the real estate therapist. All right, we are back. And uh, hey, we're back with the freebie because, listen, I, I recently uh, wrote and published a new book called The Top Tens of Real Estate, 32 top 10 real estate lists that are proven to help you maximize your profit when you're investing, when you're buying, or when you're selling real estate. And you can have that book for free. All you have to do is text me 630-921-0611. Text the word book to 630-921-0611 and I will send you a link for that free ebook. So uh there you go. Listen to the Real Estate Radio Show podcast and get free stuff. Um all right, so Dylan, we are going to jump back into this because you just said somebody for whatever reason and Dylan's just adjusting the camera here a little bit. Yeah, sorry about uh, to everybody on the uh, on the podcast, no but we're problem. still tweaking the return to the radio. So yeah, so like I had mentioned before the break, Larry, one of the things that um, I talk about all the time, and you've heard me talk about this, you know, lots of folks. Oh wait, wait, let me just remind people. So we're we're streaming live, guys, on uh, Facebook, on on uh, at the Real Estate Radio Show podcast group. Go there and follow it. And join it. You'll never miss one of our podcasts or live events that we do. And also, feel free to call in with any questions at 773-763-9278. And uh, we're here to, you know, this is Real Estate Therapy Hour. This is your time, man. Yeah, I, I'm always happy to be here with the Real Estate Therapist. And now I have, and now I got some real therapy issues. Yeah, somebody's going to need therapy that so, left nine grand on the table. You know, I, I talk I talk all the time, Larry, about the following idea. And you've heard me say this on multiple occasions. And that is, um, hey, we are uh, needing to know when you go to get your mortgage, everything, right? We need to understand how your finances come together, how you get your income every month, what you have in the bank in terms of down payment, what your credit history is like. And all of that is relevant. Mm -hmm. And that is so relevant that every mortgage lending company, or the one I work for, but, but everybody else in the marketplace is going to turn around and they're going to 
um, keep, uh, in essence, an active credit monitoring live. So if you get the quote unquote final clear close for your loan, and I'm saying it because it's not final till they hand you the keys, right? Mm -hmm. So they clear you to close and they send you off and you, between the time you get the words, I'm clear to close. And let's say next Friday, when you go to do your closing, if you go sign up for a 90 days, same as cash to buy a washer dryer for the house, you've messed up your closing. Yeah. And now you may be in a situation where you're still qualified, but you have to document the new debt and get the account added to the credit report and jump all those hoops. You're like, it's just $600 in appliances. It's not. It's not to the people who buy the loans. So at the end of the day, we tell everybody, hold everything steady. And if anything in your situation changes, you got to let us know. That's the background for the following story. And the following story looks like this. We had a borrower who we uh, were helping go through a very challenging time in his life. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, he's, a, he's a veteran. He's a military veteran. He's an older gentleman. He's getting divorced. And he's in, uh, but he's not finally divorced. He's separated. So he has what's called a separation agreement or a legal term. Mm -hmm. um, so he's it, where, where it's kind of a middle. But it basically is this is the agreement that we've reached. So he's supposed to go to closing and shows up at the closing and starts signing documents relative to the numbers. And they hand a document across the table to him and says, hey, you're signing this as a married person who's got a spouse who's entitled to certain legal rights, right? We won't go into that here. Uh, sign here and acknowledge that. But they that. are still legally married. Still legally married. Legally okay. separated, but still legally married. So this guy turns around and says, no, no, you don't understand. I'm not married. I'm divorced. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody's jaw hits the floor at the closing. What do you mean you're divorced? He's like, yeah, we finalized that last Monday. It's signed off on. What? What are you talking about? He's like, why? So now he starts an argument. Oh, wait. Us. So they are. They so were now they legally? are divorced. So okay. He's, so he applied for the loan in married. November. They were married. Married, but separated. Right. Right. They're living in separate households and had yeah. for all of 2023. Yeah. Like, it's fine. But not legally. But not divorced. legally divorced. Right. Shows up at the closing. They hand him a document and says, hey, acknowledge that you're still legally married. He's like, I'm not. I got divorced last week and didn't tell <laughs> oh, anybody. God. And so we're all like, well, go home, everybody, because yeah, we're, we're, we're not closing here. today. Yeah. But here's where it gets difficult and how not being forthright or not understanding that. And, and, I, and I, let's be courteous to this gentleman in this situation. Let's assume not understanding yeah, that I, everything's I, relevant is important. Yeah. How? Let's talk about the math. He turned around and committed to a four-figure monthly support payment to her for years. Oh, boy. So now that's not in his debt-to-income ratio. Yeah. It's, it's, it's effectively like a giant car payment. Are you still qualified yeah. for the loan? Answer, no. So the math doesn't work anymore. So we go back and now we read the decree. Turns out she's supposed to refinance the car, $675, into her own name. Is that done? Oh, yes, it's done. Does the math still work? No. Do we have evidence that the car has been paid off? Well, now the credit report's going to expire. So we have to pull a new credit report. Mm -hmm. So the game of whack-a-mole yeah. in the mortgage business is it, yeah. it, it's all unraveling because everything that changes forces another change if he'd have closed on the date the credit report wouldn't expire so we pulled the new credit report and we're like oh look the car is gone so we have evidence by the way the divorce is contentious so it's not like the ex-wife will send the paperwork that says here's my new car note don't worry about it additionally one of the things that we talk about in the situation for um documenting things is 
that you have to turn around and kind of when we talk about helping folks who are getting divorced, one of the things we advise folks is when they write their agreements up to note in this situation, they just said she's going to pay the car off that she's taking. But they didn't say we're going to pay off, for example, uh, Ford Finance loan number ABC one, two, three amount six seventy five a month. They just said she'll refinance the car. Well, that's great. But now it goes back in front of an underwriter and the underwriter says, well, this is loan fraud. He was getting divorced and tried not to tell us and has this other obligation. And now you just want to pull a new credit report out of the backside and tell us that this is going to be all fine. I'm not buying it. Now I need evidence that the car's paid off. So now I'm in an under uh, in a discussion with underwriters about the relevance of that issue and that it didn't come up because of the perception. But now the loan per the underwriter kind of has the stink on it, right? Like they're like, yeah. I, don't, I don't like it. So everything's yeah. a fight now in the, res, in, in the rest of this. But here's the math on the $9,000. The increase in support payment and the reduction of the car payment mm-hmm. for this borrower's debt to income ratio mm-hmm. still left a gap where he was not qualified. Mm-hmm. So to get qualified, he had to reduce his interest rate by a half a point. <clears throat> from what it, wherever it was down a full half a point. This is a $450,000 loan. Mm-hmm. That cost 2% of the loan amount in discount points nine or grand. nine grand. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, he could close. It cost him another but nine But it cost grand. him $9,000 to not pick up the phone and go, hey, I finalized my divorce. Do you need anything? Yeah. And he looked at me at the closing and was like, I don't understand how this is relevant. Like we're, we're it done. It may not be to you, but it is to the uh, underwriter. Exactly right. And so <clears throat> it's the worst example I've seen in, in a long, long time of somebody doing something in a real estate transaction where they don't listen to prof- their professionals, which you and I have discussed at length on the podcast, and on we'll the radio show, in a minute. and everywhere we go. If you don't listen to us, if you don't inform us, we cannot help you. Yeah. And so that's the problem. That is such a huge point because uh, another class action lawsuit was filed in St. Louis last oh week. Uh, same thing. Filing a lawsuit, class action, plaintiff's attorneys. By the way, plaintiffs, you're not getting a dime on this. It's all going to your attorneys. Uh, that's how these class action lawsuits work. If you get like 60 bucks back, you'll be lucky. And the the reality of it is, is that you really have to communicate. I have a story not like that. And I think what you said is probably the case. And it's what he brought up several times at the closing. I don't know how this is relevant. Well, you know, you don't you don't know what you don't know. And that's it. You you don't get to choose what's relevant. And look, I don't come. We come in here every week to the radio show. Right. And we set up and, you know, we bring in our cameras and our podcast gear today. And it's a little different than it was before. And we look over at Devin and we're like, this should work. And he looks and he looks at at him at least four times. But the thing is. That, for example, Larry said earlier today, he looked up at the, one of the lights. He's like, hey, can we dim this light? No. <laughs> and and that's because that's just not how this works. And so when you get into your real estate transaction, whether it's your mortgage or your attorney or the realtor. You just realtor, made me almost blow my coffee. <laughs> Thank you. Go ahead. Sometimes the answer is just no. Or the right. answer is just you're going to do it this way. And we know these things and whether you think they're relevant or not, or you understand the why behind it or not, you're still going to have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the thing that really just gets my goat, I'm trying to be polite here about these class action lawsuits is they're really just hurting the consumer at the end of the day, it's going to hurt the consumer. I get it. Oh, we, you know, listen, anybody can negotiate commission prices. I have people negotiate with me all the time, you know, and say, Hey, I'll, I'll list with you, but I'm not listing for a penny over, you know, X percentage. And then I have to make a decision, 
you know, and that's yeah, fine. That's sure. how the world works. You know, I, I would do that. I, I get that. But I think, Larry, the biggest example where it's relevant for you guys is less about the decision uh, uh, whether you're going to take the listing or not. And it's more about the decision about where that customer is going to price. You come in, you do you're a 100%. professional, you do comps, you yeah. you come in and take a listing and you're like, all right, I think we should sell your house for four hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars. There's not a comp anywhere. For, and they're like, well, put it on for five twenty nine nine. Let's see what let's happens. Let's see what happens. I know what's going to happen. I, you ain't selling for the I next hear thirty that days. One more time, we can always come down. Listen, it's not a good look to continue to come down off your price. And the longer you're on the market, the more you, that listing price gets eaten away at by market time because people start to wonder. Why isn't anyone buying this house? Why are there no offers yeah, on no, this house? It, it, you know what? what? It, 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 like the like the underwriting situation I just described, the house gets the stink on it, right? In the marketplace. Yeah, and yeah. all of a sudden, everybody's like, well, we can't go over there. Like yeah. something's wrong with that place. We just don't know what. No, that's really true. And uh, so I have a, a quick story. I have, I, I'm here for it. I've been talking. I feel like I've been talking all day. You have been. Okay. So <laughs> the story that... Uh, <laughs> The story I got for you that so I had two closings scheduled yesterday. One of them went off without a hitch. No problem. Another one. Uh, problem. And here's the problem. It the bank. I'm not even going to mention the bank, not benchmark mortgage. No, not benchmark mortgage. And by the way, don't go to a bank for your mortgage. Go to a mortgage broker. Call Dylan. There's, Honestly, there's please, really the right answer for for. God's sake, do not go to a bank to get your mortgage. And I'll give you an example why. So we're supposed to close yesterday on this two flat in the city, right? We are set to close. I'm the title agent and the broker on the deal. Everything was set to go. Trusted Agent USA. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Dot com. Uh, we had everything set to go. Free and clear title. We were We were ready to go on our side. Everything done. I get a call the day before closing that says we don't have our clear to close yet, which I had been calling on for the last three days saying, hey, do we have a clear to close on this? We're closing in three days and the seller's flying in from Georgia to close on this deal. And so the next thing I hear is, well, the bank just informed us that because the investor who's buying this building has all of their investments in LLCs and several of them she hasn't had for uh, even a year or a little less than a year, this is going to have to go through our portfolio group to get a final uh, approval on. So I'm like, okay, why am I finding this out the day before closing? Why are you telling me this now? This story gives me a headache. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I'm not going to say what, you know, the conversation. And by the way, the agent on the other end of this deal, Jessica, I won't mention your last name. She's awesome. I mean, she's she's on sure, it. sure. She really is. She is on it. And her investor is her client is an investor that is a, <laughs> um, you know, a, a seasoned investor. She owns right, right. several properties within this area, really wants to buy this, does business with this bank. And we don't find out about this until the day before closing. This is why it is so important to work with a mortgage broker, not a bank, that this is what they do. I mean, you can't don't take chances with a bank. I'm telling you. You know, one of the things you mentioned here, Larry, uh, that, that really. Um, and we're going to close it, that deal, by the way. It, it's it, going to get closed next week. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. But one of the things I think that's really, really important that everybody needs to understand when you're entering your, the real estate market is, um, well, two things. The first one is, look, you have to choose your people wisely. Because if you don't choose your people wisely, you're going to have a real problem. What's that problem? exactly this. And and so you got to choose people who are going to be transparent and um, forthright with you. And and so don't get me wrong. I have conversations with people every week uh, around the idea of here's what's not right yet in your loan. 
Now, sometimes it's here's what's wrong with your loan, and that's a t- challenging mm-hmm. conversation. But that's a pre-approval level conversation, not a loan approval conversation once you're under contract. Because if you do your pre-approvals right, you should have an idea of what's going on. And then the other thing is, look, there are occasionally snags in this process, and some of them can be internal, as you've described here. The thing you can't let people do, I think, is go about and move things around in their lives. I'm going to fly to another state for a closing when it's not happening. Like somebody there knew that Friday closing wasn't happening because there was a problem yeah, or that it was at ri- other business or, or that it was at risk. Right. I, I, but the point is, yeah, you, you got to be transparent. But the thing is that the most important thing you have to understand is, look, you have to choose these people wisely because what happens all the time for folks. And it's really important as we're sitting here at the beginning of 2024 and the beginning, look, we're, you know, the, the last, by the way, I'm in my bear shirt today for everybody's looking online, yeah. but, you know, can't I'm see that my, on the radio. I'm in my black Hawk shirt. And it's, and, and it's the last game of the season tomorrow, right? Packers week, et cetera, et cetera. But the thing is that in five weeks, we'll be at the Super Bowl. And that is the unofficial beginning of the spring market in Chicago, right? People are holding listings. People are waiting to jump back in. Right. There's a good window now with rates at their low level to jump the spring market. But if you raise your hand today and you're not careful about who you select as your professionals, what will happen is a real estate agent or a mortgage person will pick you up and drop you on their treadmill, their production treadmill or assembly line, right? Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden you're going to be pre-approved and all of a sudden you're going to be under contract and all of a sudden you're going to be standing at a home inspection and all of a sudden they're going to tell you, bring this amount of money to closing. You'd be amazed at the amount of people who will ask me, call me for second opinions on loans that need fixing, or they're like, I have no, they're, they're six weeks into this home buying process. They're like, I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. And at the end of the day, the, the explanations and the transparency and the taking time to understand it is so critical and so important for people to do because otherwise you won't get straight answers when you're confused and you need them. And, and really, look, the straight answers should prevent you from being confused. But if you become confused, and there's a lot of moving pieces, they can be confusing in the real estate transaction, not just on the mortgage side, then get the explanation. Yeah, well, listen, the whole transaction, I mean, this isn't your mom and dad's real estate market. I mean, this is a whole different uh, transactional process now than sure. it was just several years ago for sure so and and keep this in mind banks are open from nine to five your mortgage broker he's open when you call him so if you call dylan at you know if you call me at 30 at night night at 630 that wasn't planned 708 7088 then yeah we'll be there for you and that i mean that look the bottom line is uh, the real estate market is always moving. And yeah. so you have to be able to be nimble and move with it. And so availability, you know, as they like to say, again, making an NFL reference, the best uh, ability is availability. Um, but the thing is that it's so important to not, you, you can't just be a passenger on the bus. Right. You got to participate. You got to part- You got to show up to your own rescue. And you got to, you got to disclose, disclose, disclose. And that's everybody. And, and and look, Larry, there are lots of transactions where I've had information and I'm like, that's not relevant. We're not going to share it. But thank you for telling yeah, me because exactly. now I know. Exactly. Over disclose. Uh, absolutely. But, but the thing is, the, the, the more the nine thousand dollar moral of the story that I've been telling here for the last 20 minutes is that you have to 30. have to have to. It's been 20. I, I checked. Uh <laughs> that you have to have to have to uh, not assume things are not relevant. Absolutely. And and, and look, I get it. On one level, you're like, thank God I'm divorced, right? If you're going through divorce, you're like, thank God that's over and I'm moving on. And it's no longer relevant. The fact that I was married to that person is no longer relevant. Yes, to you. Yeah, to you. Exactly. To To the underwriter. No. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. Before we do, I want to remind everybody We're giving away a book. 
just text. Just, just, what, what type of book, Larry? Well, you know, it's a book that I wrote not long ago, recently published. Uh, you'll be able to buy it at Anderson's Bookstore in Naperville. You could buy it at all your online broke uh, uh, book book uh, sellers, sellers, you know, and wherever you buy your books online. But uh, you could also get it for free. All you have to do is text the word book. That's B-O-O-K. Two six three zero nine two one zero six one one. I will send you a link to the free book, the top tens of real estate, the top thirty two lists that will absolutely save you money and maximize your profit when you're investing, buying, or selling. We're going to take a quick break and come back and wrap it up. Tune in to Real Estate Radio, Saturdays at 9 a.m., hosted by the real estate therapist, Larry Shackman, a top-producing real estate broker, author, CEO, and founder of TrustedAgentUSA.com. Top-performing agents for 2% commission, saving you thousands when you sell, buy, or invest. Real Estate Radio, the ultimate real estate radio experience. Get insider tips from experts throughout the real estate industry. Streaming live on Facebook at WCPT 820. Trusted Agent USA, Illinois, license number 475 Welcome back to Real Estate Radio, sponsored in part by TrustedAgentUSA.com, the ultimate real estate matchmaker, saving you thousands. Now, now back to Larry, the real estate therapist. All right, you guys, we are back and we are happy to have you here. This is our first show back. We're also streaming live on Facebook at the Real Estate Radio Show podcast group. All you have to do is go on Facebook and in their little search bar there, put the Real Estate Radio Show podcast. We'll come up, click on it, and you can watch the podcast live. Or if you're in the Chicagoland market, check it out at... 8.20 a.m. Right where you're at right now. On the dial, coming to you right from the studio. And uh, you can also watch us live on WCPT AM 8.20 on Facebook, as well as uh, where else are we? LinkedIn. Hey, don't worry about where YouTube. else are you. you you'll find us. I, Larry, I have a question for you. And that question is. I don't like surprise questions. Uh, Go ahead. You, you like the surprise like I gave you. You like the surprise I gave you earlier. Um, okay. So my question for you, my friend, is uh, we're, we're getting to the end of the show, the end of our hour. What's your number one idea or feel for the market in 2024? Well, I we discussed it a little bit earlier. I think rates are going to stay between 6 and 7% throughout 2024. So if you're if you're on the sideline now waiting for rates to come down, I think you're making a mistake. They're not going to come down. They're definitely not going below six. And I think they're probably going to stay somewhere between six and a half and seven and a quarter this year, if I had to guess. And as far as the market goes, um, first of all, so we had our first snow this morning. We had like an inch, right? Somewhere around yeah, an inch, sure. maybe a little more. And the first person that tells me it's pretty outside, I just, I want to make sure that you've made good with your maker because you are going to see him shortly because I do not wow. want, I do not want. It's a lot of snow anger, Larry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, listen. Larry totally said that to me when he walked in the door that's today. Right. So uh, self-abuse isn't funny, Larry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. No, I'm I'm dead serious. I mean, I have <laughs> no idea why I'm here right now in Chicago with an inch of snow on the ground. I need to be in Mexico. Okay, but that aside, this year, I think rates are going to stay between six and seven and a quarter and probably between six and a half and seven and a quarter this year. So there's no point in waiting. I think once the we get past the snow season and once we, you know, look, when this happens, when it snows like this, you know what happens in this market. You know, buyers aren't really interested in trekking through the snow to look at properties unless it's just 
unless they are just under the gun to find a place and they have to find a place. So the market slows down, which we've seen. But, um, you know, like yesterday, I had two closings scheduled. I have uh, two or three more properties coming on the market in the next two or three weeks. And by the way, if I can help anybody, just give me a call at 630-921-0611, whether you're an investor, owner, occupant looking to sell or first time home buyer. Um, give me a call. I'm happy to help you. And, uh, yeah, so I think that's, I think the market is going to loosen up once the weather loosens up a little right. bit, but I think rates are going to stay like what we talked about between six and a half and seven and a quarter is my thing. I mean, I say six and seven, but I'm not sure I even see them going down to six this year. So I, I see them. Yeah, maybe... I, I think this six and a half thing that I've talked about is uh, really relevant. Yeah. Um, I, I think you're I, I look, I, I think that that's important. And I am going to circle back to that in a second. I think the biggest theme for this year in the market um, is, is going to be uh, that people will get off the sidelines. I think we've understood that the base rate has kind of moved. I think that for the first year or two, <laughs> as rates go up, People try to figure out how to commute if they've changed jobs. They try to figure out how to stay in the house that they're in. They consider additions, right? Some of those people have put on additions and 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 decided to stay. All of those things are kind of played out now that we're two years into this rising interest rate market. Now, this is where rates are. And so now that we're down from eight, and we're in the high sixes. I think that that three hundred ish dollars a month on a three hundred fifty thousand dollar house is relevant for folks. And if you're it, look, if you're not convinced that uh, rates are going to go down, I want you to text me chart to 630-708-7088 and let me share with you the specific video on the trading range that I believe this market is set in. And that may call you to action. That's also the same number if you're interested in getting pre-approved. You can call or text anytime. And as Larry mentioned, uh, our availability is high. Yeah. But that, that's kind of my thing. I think that we're going to have more market participants, Larry. And, and that's a good thing yeah. in 2024. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to agree with that. Uh, and I think people are going to realize that the where we're at right now is where we're probably going to be or close to it throughout the year. I honestly do not see the Fed's dropping rates in the near future with all of the you know, dynamics of the market we talked about earlier. Sure. But um, I do believe that we are going to see more activity because people are going to finally realize we're not going back down to three and four percent interest rates. And I understand those sellers out there that don't want to sell that are sitting on two, three and four percent interest rates. I get it. I, I, I completely agree. I yeah. think I think that answers for that real estate market situation that interest rate situation is a thing we should talk about next week yeah listen you guys we have enjoyed being back here we've enjoyed having you with us and uh keep in mind we're on every saturday 9 to 10 a.m and you can follow us on wherever you listen to your favorite podcast amazon or wherever else and uh remember get the book the top tens of real estate. Just text the word book to 630-921-0611. And we are out of here. Make it a good week. All right. Thanks for joining us on Real Estate Radio with your host, Larry Shackman, the real estate therapist and top producing broker. Now go to trustedagentusa.com and save thousands when you sell, buy, or invest. Illinois license number 475-145-795. Tune in next week for the ultimate real estate radio experience.